York City. Countless movies and TV shows have been shot here. And in all those movies, everyone's young and attractive. No one has a real job, but they all live in fabulous giant apartments on Park Avenue. They're wearing Manolos and drinking Manhattans, and no one ever takes the subway because they're always in a taxi. That is not New York, okay? New York is loud, it's expensive, it's dirty. New York is a crowded subway that never shows up on time. New York is a metro car that won't swipe properly and a rat dragging a dirty slice of pizza down an even dirtier flight of stairs. That's New York. And with 13 million people here every day, everyone's got a different story. So tune in here every Thursday from 7 to 8 to hear me, Marie Faustin, share some of my stories and chat it up with some of my favorite storytellers from right here in the melting pot. Careful, it's hot. Every week we'll be serving up stories that'll have you laughing or crying or immediately booking a flight to the city that never sleeps. Don't worry, we'll leave the light on for you. And happy Thursday, everybody. It's Marie Foster, and you're listening to Tall Tales in the Big City. Hope everybody stayed warm, cool, warm, whatever. You know the word. Um, uh, shout out to all the people who don't have central air, all the box fan people. Uh, I see you guys. I um, went to the pool today. Can I swim? No. Uh, but I was there because a friend just happens to work at this pool in the city. And when we got there, we were like, oh, this is going to be something real, like, exclusive. It's going to be real. It's going to be just us. There were, like, 100 people there. Um, and the pool is not big. But it was the perfect depth for me because it was four feet. And, you know, that's, that's, like, right here on me. So I felt real safe. Um, it was a cool 84 degrees today. Um, and people are like, Marie, you're kind of old. You should know how to swim. And I feel like it's too late for me. You know, I, I, I never went to camp as a kid. I, I've almost drowned three separate times. So I just feel like, and I don't like water in my hair or my ears or my nose or my eyes or my mouth. So it's like eh, four feet is just, this is who I am. I'm the, I'm the girl that can't swim, but like, we'll, we'll put on a cute bathing suit. Okay. I may or may not wax. But, you know, that's my business. That's my journey. Um, I, was, uh, I wasn't here last week because I have been dealing with, like, a mouse roommate situation. And I feel like a few weeks ago I, t I told you guys that I had a mouse in my house. And not a shy nocturnal mouse. This is, like, a mouse that likes to come out only when I have company. And he doesn't run. He strolls from, like, one end of my living room to the other end and just like he'll wave a little bit like it's real anyway so my roommate decided that she was going to move out because of this mouse that's what she said to me which was a lie okay because she wanted to move in with her boyfriend who lives around the corner and they started dating in february okay and she's moving in with him now and i was like this doesn't feel smart and she was like oh well my dad likes him my mom likes him his mom and dad think it's a good idea I'm like, his mom and dad, he's like 48. Like, why do his parents matter in, in, in the grand scheme of y'all living together into a studio, BT dubs? So they, uh, they moved in together, and I spent the entire month of June watching them come in and out to pick stuff up and looking more and more miserable every time they came in. So, I mean, I don't know how long it's going to last, but they're in Colorado right now um, visiting family. So shout out to them. Uh, but for me, the journey was rough because I had to find a roommate real fast. Like, I didn't have a lot of time. Usually, like, 30 days is standard notice, but 30 days is not enough time to find an apartment 
or find a roommate that you don't think is going to kill you. Like 30 days, I feel like it should be more than 30 days. I, I feel like we need more. I need 60. I need 98 days notice that you're leaving so I can find somebody to take over the room. Um, it's just we lie when we meet people for the first time and we lie when we're trying to get into an apartment and we lie when we want to get somebody to live with us. Like the whole conversation is a lie for the most part when you're talking to me. But, you know, people come in and they're like, oh, yeah, you know, I never leave dishes in the sink. Oh, no, no, I never have men over. Oh, yeah, I'm real clean. And it's like that's no one is all of those things every time you talk to them. I'm all of those things, but you know, uh, and then I'm on the other side, I'm lying too. Cause I'm like, Oh yeah, no, I don't care about dishes in the sink. And no, we don't have any mice here. Like the healthy building is so clean. I mean, the building is my place is shut up anyway. So we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we'll have, uh, some more tall tales in the big city for you. I'm really excited about the storytellers that we have today. Uh, comics and storytellers who perform all over the city. People who book things regularly, okay? They, they're booking things and traveling. So they're here in New York. And I'm, I think you're really going to enjoy tall tales in the big city today. We'll be right back. And we're back with more Tall Tales in the Big City. I am Marie Faustin. Uh, the point of this show is just to talk to people about New York or from New York about things that happen to them in a city where people listening are like, oh, yeah, that sounds like New York. Uh, our first storyteller today has been here before. She's um, she's a comedian and a storyteller and a social media influencer. It's Correct. Jamie Lynn. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming back. Oh, yeah. What is a social media influencer? So... You even asked me when I saw you today about my hair. You asked me about it's coloring my hair. Thank yeah. you so much. But I literally get so many questions about my hair from strangers on a daily basis. So I started to offer information on Instagram and YouTube about what I do for my curly hair routine. And I know it, it seems kind of corny even to me. Like I'm still trying to like take it seriously. But a lot of people really have 
questions that they want answered so they know how to do their hair. And I try to just provide everything for them. Yeah. I mean, I know that there are like some girls who have hair similar to yours or similar to mine, and it'll be really, really big. And yeah. they have really big followings because people think, oh, if I follow what they say, my hair's going to look like that too. And it's yeah. like, no, there are actually not necessarily. so many different types of curls. Like you and I obviously have such different hair, but yeah. I mean, there could be similar tips to give and share. I try to just do what I can. I, I always say like, this isn't the answer, but this is what I do. If you're wondering how I'm doing my hair right now. So I do offer videos and tutorials and how stuff. long does it take you to wash your hair oh I did it today it wasn't it's not that bad like I, in the beginning I did it took me a long time because I was trying to be so particular because I was following other influencers yes. and I'm like oh my god this seems so hard oh, I gotta use this I cream. have to twist every curl with cream yeah, no yeah, now yeah. I'm just like <laughs> rake and shake and walk out the door because like the whole point of being naturally curly and not straightening anymore is that you cut your time and just like live your life no, so it takes more time for me to do my hair too it, <laughs> I have to wash my hair in four sections oh yeah no the hair washing day is definitely a commitment yeah, but I can't wash it all. It I have to like part it down the middle and then part it across. You and have a lot of hair. Each section. I admire myself. you. I love your hair. Oh, Jamie, thank you so much. <laughs> Jamie, where are you from? I'm from here. And like literally here when I say Manhattan is where I'm from. Like people say, oh, you're from Long Island. No, no. Manhattan. Oh, yeah. oh, you came here when you were two. No, I was born out here in a hospital in New York. Yeah. My favorite thing is when people are like, I'm from the city. And you're like, where? And they're like, Westchester. Jersey City. And you're like, no, that's not, <laughs> that that's not, that's not New York City. That's no. New Jersey. You don't know. Uh, I like rode the subway home from the hospital when I was born. No. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, your parents really didn't My really mom care put me on you. the F train and said, get on now. <laughs> <laughs> so you grew up in Manhattan. Yep. Lower East Side. Where do you live now? Washington Heights, like the opposite end of the island almost, but my mom's still down there with my dad. So. Oh, she is? Yeah, so I can still visit like the childhood room if I want and see all of my sad like memories. Where on the Lower East Side? <laughs> um, like Grand Street area, yeah. downtown near like Williamsburg Bridge. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That neighborhood has changed it a lot. Really, yeah, it used to be uh, Orthodox Jewish yarn shops and fabrics. And yeah, those are not there anymore. Now it's just bars and tapas and green juice. And sushi places. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm into it. I like exploring. I'm like always discovering something new when I go back to visit my mom. Yeah. So I'm here for all of that. So you recently got engaged. I did. I feel like we should talk about that because the ring is here. Thank you very much. Thank you for wearing your ring. Yeah. I mean, I put in eight and a half years. So I was like, time's up. Let's. No, (laughs) I really had no idea it was coming, actually. Like, I did talk about it with him over, you know, the years, but I didn't know it was going to be when it happened. So how did he propose? So he was tricking me into going into Brooklyn for this dinner with yes, friends. Yes, yes, we love a trick. We love a trick. Yeah. So he's like, oh, what time do you get out of work? Okay, meet me. It was near Peter Lugers, but I knew we weren't going there. But he took me down to the water and mm-hmm. there was like a sunset in the bridge. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, this is nice. I'm mm-hmm. like, it was kind of cold. So I was like, are we ever going to meet your friends? Yeah. And I had, I always had it in the back of my head, like when there's a really nice setting to like whip my head around and be like, is it now? Because I'm like, does he have a ring? And most times he hasn't. And then this time he did. I was like, oh my God, it's really here. <laughs> so you were looking at the sunset and you're like, uh, something, something's, something's up. up. I was like, what do you got? And I turn around real fast and uh, he and had like a ring. fumbling for the box. He's like, <laughs> there was an LED light in the box. So it was like, blah. Like it was just like ready for me. He's like, hey, I want to give you something. Was like, he already on his knee when no, no, you no, turned no. around? You, no, you this man is it. six foot six. He's not getting down for no, no. It's fine. This is like totally... How oh, it should have been. He just like leaned over. Yo, let me give you this. Oh, Jamie. <laughs> no, but listen, listen, listen. 
it was funny and it's totally in character with who he is. And if he had gotten on a knee, I would have been like, who are you? So I just thought it was so fun. And uh, did you ever meet his friends? No, it was. I asked. I was like, oh, we're going to be we're going to be late for the dinner. And he's like, oh, you're so you're so dumb. We're not doing that. <laughs> and he took me to a really amazing like 10 course tasting dinner at this really fancy Scandinavian place that was like Michelin rated. And I was like blown What's, away. What is Scandinavian I, food? I cannot repeat any of the courses I had, but they were amazing. And all I can say is textures and flavors. Oh, okay. You're going in for an experience that is just beyond your knowledge of food. Just go in and try it. Scandinavian yeah. food. I swear to God, one thing, because if I describe it, it's going to sound so nasty, like caviar and onions. Like that does not sound good. But yeah, it was presented in such a way that it looked like a flower growing out of a bowl and it was delicious. The onions was, were the flowers? I can't. It's just, it reminded me of flowers. Like the presentation, <laughs> but there was a couple so times plating, where I didn't know what points, I was eating. 10 points for plating? Yes, the, the plating was most of it. Because I <laughs> think at one point I actually ate a decoration and they're like, no, 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 you eat this thing. And I'm like, oh, that thing that looks like sticks? They're like, that's yeah. a fork. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm, I was wondering. I was like, this is so ethnic. I have no idea what's that's happening. so funny. <laughs> I'm glad it was good. I'm glad you had a good experience. Oh my God, it was emotional. Speaking of experiences, yeah. what is your tall tale in the big city today? What are we talking so about? We're talking about something that I was obsessed with for a long time which is fashion and modeling and Mm -hmm. as you know New York City has fashion week Mm -hmm. we have it real big here two times a year Mm -hmm. Um, there's the February one which is the fashion week for when they present the spring wear Mm -hmm. and it's freezing in New York and then you go into fall and you're wearing the winter wear so I have been obsessed with that as long as I can remember I think it was like around 10 years old when I got my first fashion magazine and I was like I want to be like these girls do you remember what magazine it was? Mademoiselle it doesn't exist anymore no it does not and And I was like, I love this. And um, I remember my mom would get Victoria's Secret catalogs and I would keep them all, like hoard them because mm-hmm. I just was obsessed with the models. And I was like, they're so beautiful. Like at the time it was Cindy Crawford and Christy Turlington, Naomi Campbell. Like I was like, I want to be part of this group. Like I even went to Fashion Cafe, which was like Planet Hollywood for a hot minute. Do you no, know what that is? No, I don't is? remember Fashion Cafe. Fashion Cafe was literally like one of those kind of places, Planet Hollywood, where there's just like a shoe, like a high heel on the wall. And it's like, oh, this was Claudia Schiffer's shoe. <laughs> and they opened this place, El McPherson, Claudia Schiffer and Naomi Campbell all open this place so you got to eat here eat a burger here because they have something to do with that so. was it in Times Square oh probably because it sounds like that's where yeah it should be. I made my mom take me there I was like oh my god I'm eating a burger for $25 <laughs> and there's like a Next pair to of a shades <laughs> that I think somebody that was in Vogue wore once yeah so yeah. it was all it was just an obsession of mine and you know people were like you're tall you're pretty you should be a model and like I kind of feel like now that I'm an adult that that was a lie. <laughs> but you all are. You are pretty. I, okay, I love you. Thank you. It's just that it's very, I learned about the world of modeling kind of just the hard way by throwing myself into it. Like I went to all the top agencies, Ford, Elite, mm-hmm. uh, what have you, IMG. Yeah. And they're all like, honey, no. Also because I tried really young, like early teens and I was actually like a size eight, which I'm not saying is big at all. That's not a big size, but it's like not thin enough to be the models that they're using, but also not big enough to be like Ashley Graham. So I was like stuck in a place that right. was not working. Because their models are like a two. Yeah. Or like negative two. Right. Something like, like the samples that they put on the models for the Fashion Week runway shows are tiny. Tiny. Um, so yeah, I was having a hard time with the rejection and I wasn't necessarily somebody you would see on like the cover of Vogue, but maybe you may, might have seen me on 
on the cover of like the pamphlet at Planned Parenthood or something. <laughs> like I was just getting like these smaller jobs that I'm like, okay, this is a start. Yeah, yeah, you're making money. I'm I'm getting yeses on things that I'm not that excited about, but at least I'm doing stuff. And um, right. the biggest thing that I got was Seventeen Magazine when I was a teenager. Yes. So I was really excited about that. And like I met Tyrese, who I think oh, is a hot mess yeah. right now. Is, we're calling him Cryrese now? Okay. See, it's so... You can't talk about any like star crushes anymore because they're all having like a bad time now. Or, you know, you might mention one and then like in a week's time, they're going to be jailbait for some reason. So were you a big Tyrese fan back in the At day? the time, I like, he was in guest ads and I had yes. on these lep- uh, zebra pants from guests that the model that he was posing with were- was wearing. So I was like, look, I'm like the model in your guest ad. And he was like, <laughs> no, he was like looking. I'm like, hi, I'm in high school. <laughs> and he's like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was... um that was great. And then I went to college and I did nothing but theater. So there was no modeling happening. Mm-hmm. And then I come back and I'm like, I missed this. I want to ex- now I'm more aware of that industry. Let me get back into it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I did like some runway shows and stuff, but I still had like that Bryant Park fashion week experience in my mind. Like I wanted to be part of that so bad. Did you ever fall off the runway? No. Oh, my God. Did you ever like that would be a nightmare. Do something embarrassing on a runway because oh, I feel like man. people have. I've done some messy things on runway. Absolutely. I mean, I've seen like broken shoes and like broken straps and like the boob popping out and all yep. that. I've seen it, but I luckily I haven't had. I, I'm so like, I feel like I would be so nervous. <laughs> yeah, terrified. I'm pretty sure there were times where I walked kind of like horse like because I'm just trying to make sure I'm not going to fall. So yes. it probably looked over the top. Yeah. But yeah, no, no mistakes. But yeah, I really just was trying to get to Fashion Week at Bryant Park. Mm-hmm. And now it's at Lincoln Center. But back when it was over there and I would think to myself, oh, what if I just stood outside in like high heels and a nice outfit? Like the security guards would just be like, she belongs here. <laughs> Let that girl in right now. Get backstage. Prada is about to start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like. Let me do that. And didn't have a lot of luck in that. And I had that mentality because my mom would always say, like, don't give up. Just go. Just go in. Just literally she would say, go in, cut lines, get in there, whatever you got to do. Well, because if you look like you're supposed to be somewhere, people mm-hmm. assume that you are. It can work. If it you're can. just like, excuse me, and you're just like shoulder checking people and shoving <laughs> them out of the way, people are like, oh, well, she must clearly exactly. do something Well, here. a good example of that. um, is when I was a kid, my mom would take me to this McDonald's on 26th and 8th around the old Chelsea UCB that mm-hmm. um, now is just a regular McDonald's, but they had a really huge playroom mm-hmm. with like a ball pit and a slide and a carousel and like a hamburger cage. My mom would bring me there every weekend and I would go in and play. And then like there would be certain weekends where it was reserved for birthday parties for kids. And my mom's like, uh-uh. This is mommy's cigarette and diet coke time, so you need to get in there. So she would just like kind of push me in and be like, "Pretend you're part of this birthday party. <laughs> Go get your cake and your happy meal, and then just leave." <laughs> Did you ever get caught? I swear, some moms were like, "Who this?" And I was like, <laughs> "Bye." And I'm like the roadrunner with my cake in my. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> but yeah. I totally did it so many times. I remember doing that. Funny enough, my fiance grew up in that neighborhood, and I'm pretty sure I crashed his birthday party. Like, I just need the photographic proof somewhere. When in I my- was in high school, I used to go to people's sweet sixteens and quinceañeras, and that you like, weren't invited to. That I was not invited to. <laughs> Me and like two of my friends would like just get dressed up. We were like 15, 16. Let's go get that food. And we would just like show up. <laughs> yeah. And we would sign guest books yeah. and take pictures. So if you look like you belong, it will work, right? So I don't know how we got into all these parties, but we did. Going into that, went to a casting. Mm-hmm. Um, Fashion Week was coming up. This designer I happened to know from a boutique in my neighborhood. And I was like, oh, I know this stuff. It's nice. It's like swimwear. Mm-hmm. They were doing a swimwear show at mm-hmm. um, Bryant Park. Uh, and I was like, oh, my God, I really want to do this. This is my chance. So 
I go to this casting and they say to me like, oh, are you free this date, this time at this location? And it's like, that's interesting that they just gave me all the information. But yes, mm-hmm. I am. Of course, I'm going to say yes. And they're like, okay, well, if you don't hear from us, then you didn't get it. So at this point, you know, this is post-college, so I'm early 20s and getting a little salty about all the rejection. So I didn't hear. Mm-hmm. I was like figuring it out like, okay, it's coming up and I didn't hear. So I'm guessing I didn't get it. And I'm acting real bitter about it. Yes. That night of the fashion show, I'm in bed. It's kind of early in the evening, but I had a TV in my room. So I'll just lay in bed and watch TV. And mm-hmm. I had the covers over me and I actually had my period. So I was cramping. I felt really agitated yes. and bloated. But uh, and I was like... What if I just went to Bryant Park? I know all the information about this show. What if I just dr- get dressed up right now and go? Yeah. Now, the, the me today, at the age I am now, there's no way I would get out of bed feeling cramps yeah. to go to a party. <laughs> that you might not get into. But the 20-something me was like FOMO all day, all night, yeah. fear of missing everything. So I was like, let me just do it. Yeah. I, would, I was down for it all. So I got dressed and went to Bryant Park. And said, and the you know the guy at the door is like, "Who are you here for?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm in the fashion show for." And I said, "The designer." Like, "Okay, come on in." And I was like, "At most, I honestly thought like I'll just go to the show and experience this." Right. So I was like, "Yay, I'm in." It worked. Of course, it did. Let me have a drink and see where I can like plant myself. Right. Then I see that the vanities where the models are getting their makeup done are like out in the open. Uh huh. It was kind of a chaotic scene. Like people are everywhere. Like. Um, cameramen and presser setting up and everything yes so I was like what if I sat in a makeup chair and I was like I'm a model in the show my makeup <laughs> and I did it yes. and then they did my makeup well, and I was like wow okay. this now now I don't know if I could keep going with this if I go backstage and find out there's not an extra swimsuit then I'm done so I just kind of like wander backstage uh-huh and I was like is there a swimsuit like that hasn't been given to a model because I haven't gotten one yet. Oh my God, yes. And then they're like, yeah, here. And they gave me this like black, it was black bottoms and the top was like black and white. Yeah. And mind you, I'm like, I would never want to like strut around in a bikini when I'm feeling bloated. But I mean, I might not have looked it, but in my mind, I definitely felt, I was like, well, this isn't the best situation, but I'm going to do it anyway because this (laughs) is, I've already come this far. Your makeup was already done. It was did and the bikini was on and I was backstage like in between these size twos and I'm like, I'm just going to, you know, do whatever I got to do. Like, I didn't need to suck in that much. Like, I'm harsh on myself, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jamie, we're looking at you right now. You're you're in great shape. This is summertime, Jamie. Okay. But this is not bloated, Jamie. Okay. (laughs) No, not today. So I, uh, yeah, I walk out there and all the photographers and... (laughs) They're like, woo, yeah. Like, they are so, they're egging me on to, like, pose. And they're like, yeah, mama. Yeah, you got it. Like, click, 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 the flash. And I'm you're like, posing. You're feeling I'm all like, of it. I'm like, this is the moment right here. Flash, flash, flash. I did not book this job. <laughs> I am doing the job I did not book. I said, I'm booking the job for myself. You didn't just fill out a W-9 I filled nothing. nothing. I filled out the shoes with my, with my big feet and walked out. And that was it. And then, um, like, when I was done, put the bikini back on the hanger, said, thank you very much. And I left and went home and got back into bed. Oh my god! I said good night, America. You didn't I just go to the did after that. party. I mean, you have makeup on. <laughs> I mean, maybe I was like, you know what? I got what I needed. I'm done. <laughs> How did it feel? Oh my god! I felt like I conquered it. I conquered something. I don't know. I just I had done something. I was like, mm, okay, this is like I'm gonna go for it from now on. <laughs> Not gonna always take that no. If there's a chance that the no could be a yes, I'm gonna go for it. They gave you all the information that you needed. Exactly. Oh, that's real dumb of them. I know. They're like, can you be here this time of this day? I mean, like, I, I, that's worked for me other times where I've just shown up to things. Really? What else have you shown up to? Uh, I hope he's not listening, but John Mayer's 30th birthday party. (laughs) (laughs) 
He, uh, I heard about it on um, from a, in a magazine, and I knew one friend, a mutual friend that I won't really like, say right now. And uh-huh. I knew he was going. They were having a dinner first at the Rainbow Room. Okay. I was like, I'm not going to go and crash that. That's probably family. Yeah. But I was like, I know where, to, where the after party's at. That's where I'm going to wait. Where was the after party? The box. The have box. you been to the box? I have been to the box. That's like a nightmare projected in front of your eyes. Yeah. Or but like a dream. Not like a nightmare, but like a dream that you're like, what did I just see? You wake up, you're like, did I see like... A girl with a lollipop and a rabbi, like, skipping rope? Like, what was that? Yeah. Like, that's the kind of stuff that is the show in the box. So how did, how did you get into the box? So I literally was waiting outside. I had, like, my friend. I was like, come come be my wingman, you know? Because, like, usually I kind of go at these things alone because you can't risk that if someone's not going to get in with you that they're going to be left behind because that has happened as well. Yeah, because you're going to be like, okay, well, bye, friend. Because I'm, I'm going inside. That I did do that once. I'm so sorry, Dimitri. You'll forgive me one day. <laughs> Hi, Dimitri. Um, How you doing? <laughs> sorry, Tenjun was so hot that day. <laughs> I had to get in. Tenjun. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah, that was so, a club back in the day. So you left your friend outside. I said, oh, my God, they just want girls. I don't know what to say. Wait, well, I mean, that's, I mean, I couldn't tell you that. Uh, I know, but they had only, they had some guys, but the guys had to be, like, models. They had to be, Dimitri like, pretty boys. Like a, does Dimitri look like a model? He tried. That he was means, wearing really strong cologne and some, like, Michael Jackson glove that night, but it wasn't. That means no. It means nothing. So I love- you waited outside John Mayer's birthday party. Yeah, so I went outside the box. <laughs> he comes out of the, the limo with my friends. He, my friend is like, what are you doing here? I'm the like, limo? That's how old the story is. Limo or town car? I, I don't know. Some kind of fancy he was car. In a limousine? Something, and they were all dressed really nice and, like, with the bow ties and the tuxedo jackets and everything. And uh, I was like, I just said, I'm coming in with you. I felt kind of bad because he's like, what are you doing here? Like that reaction was not what I was expecting. I thought he'd be like, yay, the more the merrier. Jamie's here. <laughs> Your friend. Yeah, I'd already met, I, I had already met him once before uh, John Mayer. And I was yeah. like, this was cool. So like his birthday party's coming up. Let's go to that. So I just kind of went in and uh, watched all that mess unravel. I mean, you see, you had it. Listeners, you just got to, you got to go. Show up. Show up. Show up and sit in that makeup chair. Listen, you can't like miss out if you don't try you know what i mean like people are always afraid that they're gonna fail you gotta try i mean you might fail you oh, will yeah. fail oh yeah absolutely that's hilarious jamie where can people listening catch more of you where can we see you where can we hear you yeah so i tend to show up a lot at happy hour story hour at mm-hmm. the duplex which is a monday night show hosted by julia whitehouse mm-hmm. um other than that i will try to jump in wherever i find <laughs> a nice storytelling show opportunity so mm-hmm. i will just kind of be floating around there mm-hmm. um for instagram any curly haired folks out there that want to <laughs> learn a thing or two go to funny curl underscore jamie mm-hmm on Instagram at Instagram.com. What am I saying? I'm like presenting it like it's an email. No, just funny curl underscore Jamie and Twitter, Jamie Samantha. Jamie Samantha Elizabeth Jones. That's yeah. not her name. Her I name know. Is Jamie. That is my middle name though. Well, I mean, I would hope so. It's on your Twitter. <laughs> uh, we're going to take a quick break and when we get back, we'll have more tall tales in the big city for you. Yay.
And we're back talking about all the places that we will sneak into and have snuck into. And I just I feel like this is the city where we, we should be able to do that. There's always a premiere or an after party or an after after party happening in New York. Like if I can try to sneak in or blend into something, I'm going to do that. I was in L.A. Uh, for pilot season in February and Cardi B was coming to a club and the parking lot was packed and people were just like trying to get into this club. It was overpacked, so they wouldn't let anybody else in. And I was with my roommate, who just happens to be like 6'2", and all his friends are also tall. And one of the friends that was there, just a tall dude who had on all black, so when Cardi B's bouncers showed up, he just jumped in with the security and was able to walk into the club right next to her and sat at the table. Like, he was in VIP and everything, just because he's a tall black man in a black suit like i was i was like i guess i should have thrown the suit on like <laughs> anyway if you can lie your way into vip do it uh our next guest today is a is a comic and a storyteller and an improviser it's dan hold on i'm gonna say his name properly dan villiano hi dan Perfect. hi because i wrote it phonetically yeah i'm smart oh there's a silent g in it i, I knew there was I was like, I was going to Vigilani. Nope, I didn't even want to write it down. Every first day of school. <laughs> and you're a V, so you were like the kid that sat in the back. Yep. Yeah. I was also always like this. I was never the first Dan. There was always like. Dan A. First Daniel. How do you want to be? How you, do you want to be called? And he would pick like Dan. And then so I was always Daniel. You couldn't be Danny? I don't like. Danny? Teachers saying Danny. Really? Even when you were in like fourth grade? It's so informal. Could you just have been like, I want to be Dan V? Dan V. I didn't think, no one was using initials. What? I guess in I my school, we were using initials in my school. We were like, that's Matt F, you know what? not Matt B. I was in public school in Washington Heights. So it was like 32 kids in a classroom. So there was more the teacher going, okay, you're Daniel too? Okay, so you're just Daniel. That's crazy. It wasn't, it wasn't a Montessori type. I mean, I didn't. I went to a public school too. They were. I mean, I was also the only Marie in all of my classes, except for when I got to high school. Anyway, Dan, it's not about me. So you're from <laughs> Washington Heights. Yeah. Is that? Do you still live up there? I don't. I live in Bushwick now. Oh wow! How yeah. do you like Bushwick? Because I hate it. I'm not a big Bushwick fan. Okay, because people it's, love it out there. It's close to my friends, mm -hmm. and I'm off the L, which I like a lot more than the A train. Uh, oh, you're not off the. JMZ then good for you because those trains are terrible I've never seen the Z it runs on the same line as the J it's like a phantom it's a, it's like it, it's the brown it's line the Jersey devil of Brooklyn it's ugly it's gross <laughs> uh, so you live in Bushwick now you don't really like it how long have you been there uh, like four years <laughs> <laughs> I mean it seems like you like it uh, enough like four years I got a uh, I got a nice situation I'm in a house Mm. I have uh, uh, so it's three stories and I have three roommates so we have like room so everybody gets their own floor we have one guy gets his own floor this and he guy pays Sean, more he pays a, like a little more yeah what and then how many bathrooms uh, he has his own and then the me and two roommates share a bathroom and Sean only pays a little bit more than you guys, but he has his own floor and his own bathroom. Sean is winning. Sean, Sean is winning. No, Sean's so cool. He's so much cooler than me. Mm. He uh, he can't make it tonight. Uh, um, all right. Well, next week, let's see if we can get Sean in here because that's who I want to talk to about 
you know where he lives <laughs> he's, he's great he's uh he um no so he is the basement it's like a it's like a single family house so the basement was its own unit oh, kind it's a basement. Of. so he doesn't really get light okay I right hear it. and mm. the only thing i wanted was like windows and light yeah when i was looking for places yeah that's important i, yeah. I know people who've lived in basement apartments and they're miserable but right. i also know people because i know a lot of comedians i know people who like oh um I live in a living room with a sheet as a door. And it's like, <laughs> what? And he's like, yeah, you know, because right. I don't have enough money to pay rent. And it's like, so get a job. Well, no, I didn't move to New York to get a job. I came to New York to do comedy. And I'm like, but you're not really doing comedy. Anyway, dream big, folks. Uh, I wanted a door and windows and lights. So that's, right. that's what I have. Yeah, how funny is that that's the dream like going to a realtor. I want a door. <laughs> I watch a lot of House Hunters. I watch a lot of HGTV. And, uh, you know, you watch people looking for places and they're like, well, you know, I entertain a lot. It's got to be big or no popcorn ceilings or whatever the hell. Do you know what popcorn ceilings are? Yeah. I watch, I love House HGTV. Hunters. International, House Hunters is great. International is great. Yeah. Ah, Jamie, you need to get on this. Uh, Dan, what are we talking about today? What is your tall tale in the big city? Well, it's actually... Um, it's about the time when I was uh, I was actually living in a room with no windows oh. because I was an overnight bellman. Oh, I'm a night person, so I took a an overnight bellman position at this swanky hotel downtown in Tribeca. Beautiful. So it wasn't really mo- the bellman side. I did have to do errands, deliver towels, um, but it was much more the overnight. It was eight hours of just standing at a door looking at it, this Tribeca, this residential street, and nothing changing. It's oh, oh, damn. Oh, that sounds bad. It, wa- it sounds like long, slow nights. It, exactly. Yeah. It was so boring. And boring, I discovered, is a form of pain. Yeah. It was just nothing. So occasionally, the front desk would like get a phone call, mm-hmm. and that meant usually meant Dan gets like an errand to do. And then I'd be like, oh, great, I get to... Go to the housekeeping loft and deliver like a blanket mm-hmm. and two pillows. Right. And I would hate doing the errands too. So it was, I was just always in this place of going like, oh, I got to uh, go back to the door. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> oh, the errand's over. Oh, I get another errand. Oh, I hate this errand. Yeah, yeah. So between doing that, um, I would have half an hour for lunch and I would go to the McDonald's down the block, and the, um, which is my comfort food is mcdonald's fast food and if i'd go there before 3 30 i'd get the breakfast menu it was this was before it was 24 hour breakfast i which i don't i don't acknowledge at all (laughs) (laughs) you should only serve breakfast at breakfast time right yeah and it would so so the change would happen around 3 30 4 a.m so i'd make sure to get there earlier order the mcgriddles i love the mcgriddles Mm -hmm. they're like they're it's not real food it's totally scientific a McGriddle is like a pancake with syrup in it, right? Right. And then you got like those like yellow eggs. The pancake is the bread. The pancake right. is the bread. The pancake. And then there the was bread. like yeah. sausage or bacon or something. Yeah, whichever you, whatever you want. Oh wow, look at you. And wow. um, so fancy. <laughs> so I'd be in Tribeca getting this like um, fast food bur- like uh, sandwich, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to go back to the hotel because I like hated it there. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to eat it at a McDonald's at 3.30 a.m. because... Because we know who's at McDonald's at 3.30 in the morning. Right. Yeah, that, that question answers itself. <laughs> yep. And this was in like January, February. I started in the winter. 
So the only other place that I could get into that was sheltered, that was okay, was this ATM. So I'd just be wolfing down, like <laughs> angry at all the people who didn't tip me because people just expect blankets and pillows. Um, oh, okay. Well, I didn't realize that that was proper protocol to tip for that either. So now I know. Thank you, Dan. I, Thank right. you so much. <laughs> I, um, I think that... Um, well, I, as the overnight bellman, I was making less than all the other bellmen. Like, it was more during the day. It was much more, much busier. Right. So, I was going home empty-handed some nights. Yeah. Um, again, it was more of the overnight part of the job. So, I'd just be, like, taking care of other people. And, and also, I was, uh, um, I was nocturnal. I wasn't seeing friends because I had to sleep all day. Yeah. So, I was also angry. And also, staying up all night is just physically unnatural. Yeah. So, I was just always uncomfortable yeah so i McDonald's. i ended up eating mcdonald's a lot also you're probably killing yourself from mcdonald's oh my every god day. yes so mcgriddles are not really good for your heart no no and um the uh uh so i would just like not take the elevator sometimes to like balance out nice because nice. that mm-hmm. uh is healthier <laughs> the three st- going up three flights of stairs instead yeah i um so it wasn't um, unexpected, but my grandmother finally passed away. Right. And um, uh, there's there's that moment of, of, of sadness about that. But also that meant I was going to get a week off work. A week? So, yeah, I got like three days off and the way the, yeah. uh, it was structured. And um, so there was going to be wakes and, and the funeral. And I was kind of and I was looking forward to it because I was going to go back to like a normal life of sleeping at night, being up during the day. I was going to see all the friends I hadn't seen in a while. Yeah. And, uh, and I was excited. So I, um, and I just remember asking for time off and telling my manager about it uh-huh. and like trying to like hold back a smile. <laughs> I'm like my grandmother, she's, she died. Trying and you're to like, smile. She did. I mean, <laughs> oh, thank God she's dead. <laughs> and your manager's like, okay. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm like, Please, it's so. Thank you. <laughs> I um. So I had to wear a suit for the funeral, and I'm from New York. My I'm fourth generation New Yorker. Yeah. So the funeral was held down the block from her house on Forty Second Street, like two blocks from Times Square, across the street from Port Authority, next to a Seven Eleven. Okay. So yeah, on, I know exactly where that is. On one side of this wall, it's right outside. There are all these like dollar buses to Jersey right outside, just like hanging out outside. Yeah. So you go in the gate and then there's a wall. And on one side, it's Jesus Christ and the kingdom of heaven. And he's got six pack abs. <laughs> and the other side, it's these like fluorescent bulbs and taquitos. Yeah. Eternally spinning. Yeah. In their own heaven, I guess. <laughs> the um, funerals, whatever. It's, uh, I'm, you know, I'm sitting there, I'm listening. Mm-hmm. People are eulogizing her. They go back to that Jesus fella, you know, mm-hmm. and um, and the whole time I'm thinking there, I'm like sad, I miss her, but I can't really like talk to anyone about it. Right. And then at lunch uh, down the block uh, is, that's like family time. Mm-hmm. And, but my family, we don't, like I'm Dan or Danny. Mm-hmm. I'm, but when I'm with family, I'm, a character that's well dan jones there's a mythology starting by my father and my uncle where they have characters that they started oh and then when i became a teenager and my sister became we became teenagers we picked characters so my uncle doesn't go like hey dan how are you or danny how you know you doing all right he goes 
Hey, well, Dan, how are you? And he uses these voices as like dissociation and also as um, like humor, mm-hmm. but it just totally, um, it's also like becomes super inappropriate, right? So at the wakes, he's like, hey, cozy. It's That's his mother. Like, wake up, we're leaving. Time to go. And he looks at me and he goes, why isn't she waking up? And Oh, talking to his mom. Yes. Oh, okay. He's talking, yes. I know all is right. That's absolutely right. Yeah. But I'm all Dan Jones and I can't, I can't, I have nothing. To, I, he's 60, he's a 60 year old man. What am I going to say? Also, that's probably like he was trying to, that was a way of him to kind of cope with it too. You know? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I'm not a doctor, but. Um, right. <laughs> um, I, um, so Dan is like sad, but well, Dan Jones can feel however I want him to. It's his performative self. So I'm not even, so as soon as I eat the lunch, I was really into free lunches, still am. Yes, love him. I'm out. And I go and I see this girl downtown um, that I'm seeing. She lives in Soho and she checks out all the boxes. She and her best friend check all the boxes. They don't have jobs, so they're bohemian. Oh. They live in Soho, Nolita, in this penthouse. They don't have jobs? They don't have jobs. Who's paying for the penthouse? They have an Amex with a, some dude's name on it. Some millionaire who lives on the Upper East Side with a, a family and three townhouses put together. So he just gave them his card or they stole it? I'm just trying to figure out, you know, for research purposes. like when I'm with Right, them. right, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's like a, it was like a secret affair. Oh, oh okay. An affair to remember type. Good for them. Um, you know, woman downtown. Mm-hmm. And so I was seeing like the best friend of uh, uh, the woman who's doing that. Mm-hmm. And so it was, the, it was a penthouse and it was the kind of place where the, the elevator doors would open and then you're in the apartment. Yes. So you'd go in and it's like, oh, look at the new $10,000 couches. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at the new $2,000 each like leopard cats. They got these specialty breed. They look like leopards. But they're cats. They're cats. Oh, okay. They're they're, they're just cat sized. Yeah. Vicious. But like teacup leopards. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Precious. And then the door would open the next week and the cats had destroyed the ten thousand dollar couch. Yes. So, because that's what cats do. Exactly. And the girls got those cats because they were exactly like those cats. They were just running rampant with no consequences with this American Express black card all over the city. Yeah. Trying to do fashion just like by just going to the parties enough and saying I do fashion. And yeah. <laughs> so. So it was one of the girls, Jamie it's a hustle. Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you look familiar. <laughs> I um. So they say, do you want to go out? And I go, Sh- uh, Sure. Um, I don't want to go out. I don't like clubbing. I don't like, it's too loud. It's too dark. It's too, right. It's, and everyone just takes themselves so seriously. And I yeah. never, I just can't, I just, that's just not my vibe. Yeah. Um, but I go anyway. Cause it's like, all right, I'm going to have fun. I'm going to go to a place where everyone's happy. I go to LeBain. It's on the top of a hotel. Mm-hmm. A bellman holds the door open for me. I say, thank you. I look him in the eye. I take a second so that we have a moment. <laughs> And he has no idea what's going on because he doesn't know that I'm a bellman. So He's like, is he hitting on me? <laughs> what is, uh, you're welcome. Yeah, like yeah. It's a, uh, moment doesn't really go anywhere. Right. And I'm in the club and there's nothing more isolating than feeling bad 
when everyone else is having a good time. Yeah. Like I just didn't see that one coming. <laughs> I'm there and then I'm just checking my phone every 10 seconds. I'm at the, uh, um, it's got these beautiful views of the city. Yeah. And, you know, I see like the Chrysler building, my favorite street, my favorite building. Mm-hmm. Um, I look down at the street. I see like the garbage and the rats. And I'm like, man, that's, that's more my speed. That's what I stare at all night. You yeah. Know, Monday yeah. to Friday. Yeah. And um, and the garbage trucks like uh, you know whizzing by, mm-hmm. roaring by. So finally, twelve forty-five. They're like, "Hey, Dan, you ready to get out of here?" And I'm like, "Yes." They're like, and I'm wearing a, uh, um, I'm still wearing my suit. I'm still wearing my tie and everything. And they're like, "Great, we're going to the next place." And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, you didn't know. Next place. Yeah. They're like, "Oh, we're going to the box. They're, they just opened." And I was <laughs> like, "What do you mean they just they just opened?" They're like, "Oh, they they open at midnight." Yeah, I've Dan, never been. This in, is New York City. This is not Dan's New York City. Um, it's this. I yeah. It, it makes sense now looking back. Yeah, because you them saying, "Are you ready to leave at twelve 30 I'm like, "Oh well, that's early." But I also knew that meant that they got there. You guys got there at like ten. Yeah. So that you get a drink there, you stay for a little bit, then you go to the next place. Right. <laughs> I I was like, "All right, so we're going home." No, they're going to the next place, right? <laughs> I didn't go out with them a lot. That's the other thing is that I didn't wear suits. I didn't dress up. I would just see the girl like it was just me and the girl. Like I never was invited out with them. Okay. So I'm in their world now and I go and we take this like janky old Lincoln stretch limo. It's like purple lights <gasps> across town to the box. Was John Mayer in the limo? John Mayer was <laughs> not in the limo. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny whether I was with John Mayer. So you get out of this like pimped out stretch limo. Yeah. You get to the box. And there's, you know, the line of people and they're wearing fur and leather, but like not enough for a February evening. Yeah. And I just like, and I step out with the suit and they look at me and they like, are like, you know, who are you? They like size me up and I like laugh. I'm like, this is not Dan. Like they don't know, like (laughs) I'm in a costume. And the girl I'm with goes right up to the bouncer and like gives him a hug and is like, hey, John. And he's like, hey, good to see you. They do like the kiss on the cheek kind of thing. And he's like, right this way. He opens the velvet rope. I don't know. You could touch a bouncer. Oh, yes. I've got some bouncer friends. It's, It's great. Yeah. It feels like that. Yeah, go and like be, and he's like, he's like, well, welcome in, come in, sir, and it's like, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, well, thank you, sir. <laughs> yeah, so you you get into the box. I get in the you box. Kissed him on the cheek too. I check, uh, no, I, uh, yeah, he um, and it's like every, it's all like crushed velvet, this like dark wood, mm-hmm. and it's like. I feel like Jack Dawson in Titanic when he goes to the yes. dinner, and he like walks down and he's like, and so I'm just like. Like exactly like what you guys said. Act like you've been there before. Right. And I go there and it's um and it's horrible. It's <laughs> so gross. I'm looking in these nooks. I they we, we, we go up to the balcony and and it's just these like it's just like nook after nook. Mm-hmm. And each of those tables I overheard was like five thousand dollars. Five thousand dollars? Yeah. That's like two months of my salary right that's like my weight in 7-eleven taquitos yeah yeah that's a lot that's a lot of mcgriddles yeah that's for one night that if all goes to plan they don't even remember right it's just gone yeah i look in the first nook and this woman just finishes a line of cocaine yeah and then looks at this guy and he's like got this devilish cheshire grin he's like now you two kiss to two women and it's 
and I, I, and I look away, and I'm, I have <laughs> you looked away. I was, I was like, <laughs> good heavens, good heavens. Dan, you're from New York. <laughs> like you're making it seem like you're from like some little town in like Idaho. Like you're like, oh my god, I can't look. They can't catch me staring. We didn't do that in middle school. I mean, but you're in middle school when you're at the box, right? <laughs> I just looked away. I had all the shame that all of that none of them had. Yeah. I looked away, and it was like this is what I thought being an adult was gonna be like watching TV. You know, when the when it said like the next program rated R for graphic violence, mm-hmm. language, adult situations. I was like, awesome. oh, that's adult situations. Yeah. When I grow up, it's all gonna be graphic violence, language, adult situations. But you covered your eyes. And I, I, I couldn't look. I, I took it for granted that I was in my living room looking at a glass there's glass uh in uh on the tv yeah <laughs> no more glass this time now it's like right there <laughs> so i go there and it's a crazy it's an extreme burlesque club yeah and so there's this naked guy and a plunger and a toilet oh and yeah. it turns into a magic show and as the plunger enters disappears his disappears yeah enters his anal cavity i i there's this voice in in my head that goes i'd like to leave i i don't want to be here anymore and i i say that out loud um to the people i'm with and they don't even notice i'm leave. they're just like okay cool bye whatever yeah and i like hit the pavement and i and i walk and it's just like that late night New York vibe of the trash piles and the rats and the yeah. garbage men and I'm like, oh, I'm at home. <laughs> and I see those golden arches and it's like, I know what I'm doing. And I get the McGriddle because it's 3 a.m. and I eat it and it's like, even if that life I thought I wanted, the fashion, the drugs, the the parties, um, it w- I found out it wasn't what I wanted. And it was just like the, and I, I'm going to go to work and I'm going to take care of people for seven and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Going to take care of no one for a lot of that time, just at the door. And, but that half hour, that time where I'm in the McDonald's, I don't have to rush it. I don't have to angrily eat it. I can just savor it. Wow. I can't believe that it was like so New York, but also so very un New York, your story. That's, did you ever see those girls again? uh yeah a little while for for a little while um i she was nice to me but i don't we didn't like each other and it (laughs) just took a little while to figure that out yeah she was nice to me but we didn't like each other how long were you at that job for uh nine months i did the overnight bellman and when i was done i was done i was like i need and i took a worse job that was like a morning gig and i was like this is okay. Great. This is way better. <laughs> but you had a daytime. Well, I think that that's the thing, right? Like as performers and as comics and as people who are creative, like we, we want to have the daytime to do the stuff that we actually care about, and like we don't want to be at an office or something like that. And and but at the same time, we also need to make money, so we got to pick and choose our battles. But overnight, eight hours, like that sounds miserable to me. So the fact that you're able to do it that long is crazy. Thanks. Well, I don't know if that was a compliment. I said thanks. I 
I mean, <laughs> you stuck it out. I don't know. It's, yeah. I don't know if it is a compliment that you did it, but you. Okay, it is a compliment. It's a I compliment. don't know. I just said thanks. I um, and then I told all my friends. I'm like, guys, my job's opening up. You know, if anybody wants to do the overnight, you know, I met a ton of celebrities. Right. I I rode the elevator with Joaquin Phoenix. I rode the elevator with Jay Z. I rode the. You know, I met all these guys. Yeah. These people, and um. And then my then my friends were like, I'm not doing that. That job sounded terrible. And I'm like, why aren't you guys? <laughs> they were like, that job sucked. And you were like, yeah, well. And now you're performing regularly? Yeah. Yeah. I got my, my improv team is Apostrophe. We have a, a Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I do storytelling and... Uh, I do open mics in the city mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Um, my Twitter is at Danger Dan V. I'm more active on Instagram, also mm-hmm. at Danger Dan V. Okay, at Danger Dan V. Uh, do you have anything you want to leave us with before we go? Uh, I think um, I just, you know, I, I, I don't know. I just think it's so crazy that we both went to the box. Yeah, absolutely. I love that you went to the box. Well, before we go, uh, we should all go to the box tonight. It's still there? The box is still around, yeah. It looks closed down, but it always looks closed down. It's still there. Uh, Thank you guys both for coming here. Dan, thank you. you. Uh, Do you have any shows coming up that people can come see? I don't have anything on the calendar. All right. Well, you could have just lied. Uh, Jamie, do you have anything coming up that people can come see you at? I'm going to Europe for a couple weeks, so when I get back... When I get back from Europe, I'll try to hit up some stuff. But right now, I have, like, my summer vacation, so I'm just tuning out. Beautiful. Thank you guys so much for being here. We're back next Thursday with more Tall Tales in the Big City, Thursday at 7 p.m. Bye, guys. Bye.